to start whenever. Yeah, man, go for it. All right, guys, welcome to the Free Ozo Podcast. This is episode four. Uh, a lot of big matches uh, during the week, and a lot of big matches during the week end on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, two derbies, uh, North London Derby and Merseyside Derby. And both are a little dramatic, but one much more dramatic than the other. Uh, both the implications Champions League race and for the Premier League title race. Uh, so I guess we'll just go ahead and start with the uh, North London Derby. Um, really, 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 really exciting match for neutrals, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and I would say for both both uh, both sides of supporters, I feel like uh, more or less, I, I think my, my initial reaction, uh, Tottenham fans probably feel lucky that they got away with a point. Uh, Arsenal fans will feel very, very, very upset. That they couldn't get the three again. Um, so, wh- what were your thoughts? On the, I mean, it's a lot of angles we can go over talking about, but I guess so, I'd like to start with uh, officiating. Uh, Anthony uh, Taylor was the match official, and he <clears throat> he set the tone with some some really bad calls early in the match. Uh, <clears throat> particularly, there was a tackle, Grant Shotgun on Harry Kane. Yeah, Harry Kane yeah. yeah, Kane had made a nice move, and you don't even really need replay to see it. Grant Shock has just brought him down. Mm-hmm. I, think he, I think he hit his calf or whatever. Yeah, studs uh, up, I think. Studs up. It, it's a yellow card. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really almost boarding on red. Uh, but, I mean, Nancy Tiller is right in front, and he said play on. So I think he set a really bad precedent. Uh, we're just allowing, allowing things to go on, and then mm-hmm. – Suddenly, at the end of the game, now we're <laughs> now we're punishing these uh, studs of challenges. Um, but that kind of skips what happened in the middle of the game. So, 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 where do you want to start? You want to continue with these officiating, or uh, we can talk about Arsenal? Really, for me, looked much better than Tottenham. If we look at open play, mm-hmm. I don't think Tottenham really created much. Uh, Arsenal uh, created a lot of chances on bombing and Lacazette. Had a lot of chances uh, from open play. Thought uh, Wobie looked good. Mm. Uh, it's just really, I, th- I think, from uh, from considering Chelsea uh, won and Manchester United won, I think the fans would be kind of frustrated. I think everyone's a little bit frustrated. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was definitely an opportunity to go back into the top four. Um, United leapt, leapt over us. And Chelsea has... I think a game in hand. Yeah. A game in hand and two points behind. Yeah, game in hand and two points behind us. I mean, it's against Brighton, I think. And if they win that, um, or did they play? Yeah, right. uh, they, uh, they played Fulham. They played Fulham today, yeah. So I think they they're playing Fulham. Brighton. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh. it, it seems easy enough for them to go back over us. Um, you're right. I think we created so much more than Spurs did. Especially like the lack of a chance. I mean, he should have buried that. Yeah, I think like any other day he buries that. Even like I mean, the first one, and we can cut him a little slack because it was right. like a half volley, right? Half volley on the turn, left foot. I mean, he wasn't even looking at the goal. You can't like blame him entirely for that one. But um, no, 
when Montreal came in with the cutback, I mean, I I, I think like Lazar buries that any other day. I mean, wow. I'm I'm a little disappointed because even in the last game he missed like last last game he missed like two chances. So yeah, I'm disappointed. But if you, if you take it on value, uh, strikers have bad games mm-hmm. sometimes. Happen. It's it's very unlucky that <laughs> both your strikers uh, have a bad game. Uh, but uh, sometimes the, the the memory of a fan is short because uh, I do remember Aubameyang and Lacazette scored in the four two win over over Tottenham at home. Right. Uh, so so I think I'd be willing to cut them some slack. Right. Um, I'm by no means I think like the fans should be crucifying either of them. Right. Right. Like I don't think I I appreciate like how the team has been um the team has been like uh, posting a lot of. Uh, Stuff in support of Lacazette and support of Obama Yang. Right. Um, so I appreciate that, but like, I don't know that penalty miss was so unconvincing. It was. I, it was. Like, it was a good save, but it was a good save, but made it very easy. Yeah, I think somebody asked a question about this as well. I think they said that. Do you think he put enough power behind it, or do you did you think he was gonna miss it? Um. Yeah, I mean, I th- has never been great at penalties for us in big games. I mean, he scored one. Uh-huh. Uh, he scored one against Spurs, but I think last season he missed one away against City as well. He did. I so, would like to see Ozil take the penalty. I mean, I think Ozil missed one for us too against uh, Marseille, I think, in 13-14. Oh, boy. Um, so he's not the best at penalties either. I, like, the go-to guy before... Uh, Lacazette was Cazola for us, and all before right. him it was Arteta. And all three of these players are super convincing when they go up to take the penalty. I don't think Lacazette has missed a penalty in uh, four years or something. Uh, so, and I guess this is my my next question: How do you feel about in a, uh, kind of a substitution? Hmm. Um, or I should say, how do you, yeah exactly? How do you feel about Lacazette coming on? Uh, we know he he was struggling, but don't, don't you think maybe his performance would improve a little bit with Aubameyang gone? I'm a little torn between the fact um, between playing uh, Alba and Laka together, but I definitely think both of them should have stayed on to give us like the most offensive threat as we could have had. Right. I wanted us to come away with all three points. Like this was like a very big decider in our right. season. We could have been one point behind. Suppose exactly. Yeah. I now mean, it's like, a race for third, which would be a lot more comfortable than a race for fourth. Mm-hmm. I mean, come May, I mean, this game might look like a lost opportunity, and I just don't want that to happen because, like, I remember right. last last season when we finished one point behind Liverpool. Right. Even if we had drawn them in the first game where we lost 4-3, like, we would have got top four. And that could have been such a big change for Arsenal. That was, like, the first season of Europa League after, like, 22 years or something, I think. And... And again, a lot of it feels weird because, okay, looking at it on offer out of two games, you get four points. But it's kind of like your second game against Tottenham, it's an away match, mm. uh, but not really because they're playing at Wembley. <laughs> uh, so it, it just feels like it just feels like a lost opportunity. Uh, even though Aaron Ramsey scored, which, again, is a very nice goal. And, very nice uh, goal. Very nice miss goal. Him. Yeah, uh, he's no stranger to these uh, these matches, uh, but uh, especially at Monday. Nice celebration too. Uh-huh. <laughs> so this is my pitch. This is my home. Uh-huh. Um, 
I was a little bit comfortable, but I was still thinking, you know, really, you'd want to put, you want to score two, right? No, I wish I just, yeah, I put the game away. I agree with you. I just wish Lacazette buried that chance, that one chance that could have changed the entire, the entire game. Because as much as Spurs had the ball, I think we had like thirty-six percent or something possession. But as much as Spurs had the ball, they didn't look offensively as organized as they usually do. I mean, Ericsson looked so off game. Son had a couple oh, yeah. of nice dribbles, but like they didn't amount to anything. Kane, <coughs> Kane looked a little hesitant. Maybe it's like uh, because he's coming back from injury. He hasn't right, been I'm playing. Not sure I know he scored. Yeah, they just like uh, his first game back. Mm-hmm. But, but it's uh, it's never gonna be as easy against Arsenal. I mean, he scored like what three penalties in his last three games against us. It shows that he, we've been suffocating him from open play. And that's and 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 that's a positive for me. I think, uh, and I was and I was thinking, okay, we beat them four two the first match. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think. Have have they only scored one goal from open play against us this season? Yeah, of course in Premier League. Oh uh, yeah. So it was one goal from open play. Um, it's just it's it's just a little bit frustrating. I mean, it's just the way our squad is built. Uh, Socrates played pretty good. Oh yeah, but, he had a really nice. Did he win man of the match? I think he did. I should either be him or, or Leno for that double save. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, but you know you can only do so much when Mustafi's at right back. Uh, yeah. I mean, even Mustafi, like we can't blame this entirely on him. Right. That, like that was such poor officiating. How do you not see six other players over, the, like crossing the line from a dead ball situation? Right. A lot of people were saying we need VAR, we need VAR, which I agree, certainly we need VAR. But man, it's, that's elementary. You don't need VAR yeah. to get in line uh, during a, a dead ball situation. I mean, and if it was just four or five players out offside, if it was just Kane, fine. Like I'd still like forgive it, but like, come on, man! Like there were five other players offside with him. You have to give it for at least one of them because. Surely that counts as interference of play, right? I think I think I don't know. Just a conspiracy, just a theory. I'm probably wrong, but maybe they wanted to give them one back from the because uh, they scored from offside position. I think it was like in the 20th minute, something like that. 20, 22nd minute, mm-hmm. uh, they scored off a free kick, but someone was offside. It was actually a narrow right. call. Right, that was Trippier. That was Trippier's right. ball, and right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I don't know, but that was just, that was blatant, and uh, we can continue talking about somebody's officiating. Uh, I was surprised at the red card at the end, man, because I think Anthony Taylor, he hadn't given one in the last 57 right. games or so. Right. So it came as a real shock to me that he let go of the Danny Rose incident and picked up on the Tavera one like that. <laughs> it's just, you have to say, why is Danny Rose tackle on, on Bern Leno? Uh, kicking him in the chest, going studs up in his chest. Why is that not a red card? I mean, in retrospect, yeah, that's I agree. But when it happened, I didn't think that would have been a red card. And so too, uh, when the Tadara tackle happened, I didn't think that was going to be a red card. Right. I just, I just think it's the fact that he's going from his back rather than like to his face that makes it worse, look worse. Mm-hmm. In my view. I think it's a problem. A lot of goalkeepers don't get protection because mm-hmm. you can, you really, you can kind of hurt them under the guise of, well, I'm going for the ball. Exactly. And of course, the keeper is coming for the ball. But I mean, a, a foul is a foul. 
yeah. whether you go for the ball or not, because that's the logic for Terraria getting a red card, right? Because he's going right. for the ball. He got the ball. Mm-hmm. So, and then you got Granit Xhaka, who, who had no intention of, of getting the ball. Right. He I was mean, just that was a blatant card, right? So, yeah, blatant call and, and, and nothing happened. Players just going on. There's it's a real consistency in the, yeah. Right. Inconsistency in the refereeing. And why does this happen against Spurs each time? Oh, well, <laughs> well, yeah, I have my own theories about that. They got they got a, a couple of national team players, right? <laughs> all right, Just well, a that's, all say, that's all I'll say on that. But um, I, mean, I guess it leads to 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 the last uh, the, the the penalty. So right. I talked about Aubameyang, came up, looked kind of mm-hmm. scared. Didn't look convincing, mm-hmm. uh, which is why he didn't make the penalty. Uh, mm-hmm. But he had a rebound, which he would have tapped in if not if a, for... if a certain Belgian defender wasn't on his shoulder. Because he was five steps inside the penalty area. And that's oh, how do you not see that? It's in the rule books. I don't, and they're they're afraid to. Uh, they're afraid to enforce some of these rules, but it's written plainly for us to see. Everyone on Twitter all of a sudden became a, a, a match official expert. Two game-changing decisions for Arsenal. I mean, I'm not for one second forgiving Obama Yang for that miss. Right. That should have gone in. Right. That's I'm, I'm, I'm not saying we didn't deserve to be one-all, but we did deserve the opportunity to go 2-1 after the penalty was taken. But right. that was taken from us, from Jan right. Vertonghen. And, and that call, that call didn't get me as upset. You know, I've seen the screenshot a million times. Hmm. Obviously, he's encroaching. Uh, the one that gets got, it got me upset the most is is is, is the one that led to the penalty. Uh, right. Because you have you have half the team offside. Right. I mean, and it's not. I mean, you got red shirts and you got white shirts. All right. So it's it's pretty easy to tell who's who's a red shirt, who's a white shirt. Five white shirts in the offside position. Mm-hmm. Uh, challenging for the ball, so it's not a penalty. Mm-hmm. Very, it's um, it's frustrating, but at the end of the day, to be fair, like, is it have to hit his chances? I'm bombing, have to hit his chances. That's what exactly. That's why it was such a frustrating game, though. It's just that we had every single op- opportunity to go ahead, yeah, but we didn't. If if you if you want a um, silver lining, mm-hmm. well, just about. But uh, if you want a silver lining, uh, our last opponent in the top six is Manchester United. And that's at home. home. That's on, that that's this Sunday. Yeah, exactly. So that's it. After that, that's and 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 then you have Wolves, Newcastle. Both home games, Everton, Watford, both away, Crystal Palace home, Leicester away, Brighton home, Burnley away. Uh, so obviously I won't make any predictions, but um, if you if you if you want to be safe, uh, am I wrong for saying you have to win all those games? Because that's what eight games left or nine games. Let's bring let's bring this in for comparison's sake. So Spurs has Liverpool and City away left. United uh-huh. has to play us away. City at home and Chelsea at home. 
we only have to play United, whereas Chelsea has to play Liverpool and United both away. So I don't think, and and somebody, I think somebody asked a question about this as well. I think Arsenal has like an outside chance of making it in the top four. I'm not saying it's concrete, but like if we beat United at home, I think we have such a great chance of making it in the top four, especially because that we can directly leapfrog United by two points. Right. Yeah, again, we still have to consider uh, getting through via Europa League. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think we have a decent chance. And we've been asked this a couple of times if we think we get top four. And uh, as Arsenal fans, they're not very confident in predicting either way on. So, I mean, it was the one thing we used to do regardless of the situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, we're all used to seeing and we just want it back. Let's see. Uh, let's see one of these questions that's kind of uh, kind of relate to what we're talking about right now. Um, let's see. So we answered this from uh, Brobe seventy four. Arsenal finished in the top four. Um, some of these some of these aren't even questions. They're just like statements. Yeah, I, I don't know what you want me to say to that. Uh, oh, okay, here's one question I thought was interesting from uh, Lebanon Don fifty six. What is the next step for Arsenal in terms of finding a way to replace Aaron hmm. Ramsey? It's hard to find a midfielder with the same skill set and oh. engine as Aaron Ramsey. Someone I, I tweeted that earlier. Who 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 could they replace or how many midfielders have a comparable skill set? Someone said Leon Goretzka. But he's gone. I mean, like, <laughs> right. he, he's at Bayern, he's German, he's settled. He's not going to move from there. I think, wh- who's that kid at Bournemouth? David Brooks? Is he? Is David he, Brooks is really good. Is he at all similar to Ramsey? Uh, I would say he, I would say he has good uh, contribution, goals and assists. Mm-hmm. He gets forward and I'm pretty sure he plays attacking midfield position. Okay, um, okay. Yeah, that's why I think that's the hard part. Like, there's no like-for-like player, right? Like, Ramsey. It takes, like, a combination of two, three players to, like, get... I'm not saying he's a great, like, like top five player in the world, but, like, he has a very specific skill set. Yeah, six goals, four assists, Premier League. Um, I agree with you there. For one, the question kind of, I'll be honest, it confuses me because we still don't know what, what formation Emery wants to play. Mm-hmm. So let's say hypothetically you play four two three one. Mm-hmm. So occasionally Ramsey's playing on the right. Sometimes he's playing number ten, mm-hmm. which I like. Sometimes he plays number ten. He offers something different. Mozil. He had a but, really good I mean, game against Spurs. Like he, the pressing worked well because of Ramsey. Right. But I mean, I'm I'm assuming we're just talking about from from central midfield. So, mm-hmm. uh, so if you put two, really you're talking. Me personally, I'd like to play three midfielders. So probably a four-three-three, three, whatever you right. figure it out. For me, I like you play one one midfielder as a holder, mm-hmm. probably Torreira. Mm-hmm. One midfielder that's a runner. Really, for me, that's uh, Gondozi or or Ramsey. When Ramsey's gone. Mm-hmm. Shock is kind of like a holder or a creator. Uh, so you'd you'd have to find someone with a similar, just a similar engine, someone that can go box to box. Um. Because you already have, well, we do need another quality passer too, though. We do need another creative option. 
Because if you take Ramsey out, uh, you wouldn't really classify Terrell as a as a creative midfielder. He does yeah, a lot he well. doesn't have he doesn't have the same creative distribution as Ramsey does. That's for sure. Someone asked us uh, some players we would buy. I think we threw out some names like Pablo Fornals. Mm-hmm. I'll say Karim Dermabai. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Dermabai because I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he, he and Ramsey are like the same height, like six one or around there. Ramsey six uh, one. He might be or no. Or are you saying taller? I don't know. He doesn't look it. <laughs> He's five ten. He's five ten. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Oh, I'm thinking of him next to Terrera. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, I like yeah. He's creative. He's good from set pieces. He has a good engine. I like watching him. Uh, I mean, in, in 18 matches, four goals, four assists. That's kind of something you, you, you'd you want your midfielders to offer somewhere around those numbers. And you would assume that uh, Alakazal, Bombing are going to do what they do. And... You hope Awobi makes a bigger leap in terms of uh, in terms of uh, what's the word and and to really his final third contribution. Uh, what is the word he, I'm looking for? Because he, he contributes can... in the final third. Oh yeah, finishing uh, and a product. There we go. Product. Yeah. Um. I think it will it will be a little Alex brave Wobie. this game. Sorry. I, I like Wobi. He played yeah, really good. I, yeah, he played so well. Um, he was so brave. Uh, he, I think he took a shot on Lloris from like a slightly tight angle. Uh-huh. And it didn't go in, but like at least he's growing in confidence. The more shots he takes, the better he'll get at like putting them in. Uh-huh. And I, like if, I think he like has really good ability in front of goal. Like, I mean, not saying he finishes well. But when he has, like, I think two seasons ago against Crystal Palace, he had a really good finish on the uh-huh. on a half volley, uh, a side foot half volley that went past, like, all the players into the corner. So I think, like, he has the ability. It's just, like, the confidence that he needs. He just needs a little confidence. And I think it's worth saying that he, he gets along well with, with the players. He's been here for for some time now. He Since he was like nine, I think. <laughs> yeah. So he just seems like someone that's as good, you know, good for the uh, good for the dressing room. Mm-hmm. Uh, just seems like a like a, a a positive influence. I would say there's no reason to. You need another winger, but there's no reason to say, oh, we have to replace a or we have to get rid of a Wolby or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. So that's 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 really that. Um, uh, just real briefly, you talk about the other derby that we mentioned, uh, Liverpool Everton. Again, it always, always stuns me. After every Liverpool-Everton match, I ask, when's the last time Everton beat Liverpool? <laughs> but I can't believe it. It's, I guess in league play, it's 2010. Oh, boy, it's nine years ago. That's um, crazy. That's a, a lot of these Merseyside derbies aren't too exciting. This game was, was good. Um, I mean, no goals scored, but there are some chances created. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everton defended well. Um, and I, I would just have to say on this day, I, the wind was too much for Liverpool. <laughs> Sad to say. Somebody... What the hell was the today? Yeah. I've, never seen, I've never seen this. I, I know I'm, I mess around on Twitter a lot, but he's genuinely a very, very good player, obviously. It goes without saying. I've never seen him have to chase his first touch. And he did that like five times today. That's crazy. 
I can't believe he didn't finish those. Yeah, well, Shout well, well, out to Pickford, where it's due, but like, I think he'll be so disappointed in himself of not finishing that. Yeah. Klopp was going crazy on the on the sideline. You see the ball boy clapping? A clap oh my reaction. god, that was brilliant. Then he gave that a was, thumbs up. He did that for the rest of the... He did that for the 19 other teams in the league. <laughs> and and um, I saw an interesting comment. It kind of brings out Liverpool's weakness. Mm. When, they're, when their forwards aren't, aren't creating or are not finishing, mm-hmm. uh, when they're not scoring really, uh, it kind of highlights their midfield. Midfield is still their weak point. The midfield is still not. Uh, they brought Keita, but they didn't play him today. Mm-hmm. Uh, they brought Adam Lallana on, which I'm not sure that's scaring anyone. I saw a lot of people upset about that. Uh, but but their midfield, it, it, it's not bad by any, any means, but it's not like scaring anyone, right? You have Henderson, Milner plays there. Uh, look at some of the options. One very good. Uh, that's their most creative midfielder. Okay, yeah. Um But their bench options doesn't match up at all with Manchester City. I've seen matches where Manchester City brought De Bruyne off the mat, off the bench. Yeah, I think uh, off. Uh, did he come off injured today? Uh, I was on Saturday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He came off injured hamstring or something like that, which is not mm. not very good. By the way, Bournemouth at home, uh, zero shots. Not Ooh. just not just zero not just zero shots on target, but zero shots. Yo, yo, did you see the United game? I did. I did watch uh, United versus Southampton. Oh my Southampton. god! Oh my god! Get to see a, a James Ward Prowse masterclass. Yo, Valeri's goal was so nice. That was a really nice match for the for the neutrals. Uh huh. Their goal was really nice, and Lukaku scored a really nice goal to win the match. As much as like all of us have made fun of Lukaku <laughs> this past season, I think he's done so well to come back from so much criticism, and like he's in great form. I think he's on twelve goals now. Lukaku, uh, uh, he's kind of like he's an easy target, or he's been an easy target. Mm-hmm. But I mean, come on, I mean, he's been doing the Premier League for for some time now. Yeah, he's three like, years now. I remember he's doing it for for West Brom, and then isn't he on? Uh, I think he's level on goals at the end, right? Yeah, I saw that. Which is, of course, we're counting. I don't think that count when uh what he did in the first division. Jay, uh, of course not. But like, it's still, still a very impressive still, stat. I mean, how old is he? Twenty six. Let's look it up. I think twenty five. Yeah, he's twenty five. He'll do in twenty six in May. He's twenty five. That's crazy, man. 125 league goals at 25. The record really speaks for itself. You're a striker. You're supposed to score. And that's what he does. That's that's 20. That's 25 goals each season. Like, for five seasons. That's... I'm not, I'm not nervous because it's a home match, but I'm not... I'm not I'm excited for the match, but yeah. I wouldn't. But I wouldn't say, "Oh, this is this is a guaranteed win." Manchester United again. We mentioned this many times. They're a much much different team. Much much different team. Season. They're so much expressive. Um, they feel they look fearless. Um, bringing the ball forward. Rashford's just become so good. I think he's. I don't know. He's he's impl- he's implemented so much dribbling into his game that he, I think yeah he won a penalty today as well. He, he, he did. He, he did win a penalty at the end of the match. 
Pogba had a chance to get his 15th goal of the season. 15th. Yeah. I don't like his run-off. I never liked it. But my point is that United's in really good form. Bar the PSG loss, I mean, they beat us at home, man. I think Lukaku always plays well against us. And it, we have to rely on Socrates because he's going to bully Kachiani. I think the last time we played them, FA Cup, I think Lukaku got two assists. Yeah, he did. Which <laughs> That's just, when we did the pro club celebration. Just, which is frustrating to see. Mm-hmm. Let Lukaku create like that against you. And he did it against us last season as well at home when we lost 3-1. Yeah. Which was the most frustrating game I've seen. Yeah, because we played pretty well for some stretches. How did we not win that game? Uh, That's exactly why I'm so scared for the next game. Because I don't want something defending. like that. To... Yeah. I want to be free of Mustafi. I just... Who's going to buy him, man? Uh, I don't know, but I heard he's like... I man, if he get 15 million or 20 million... No chance. We bought him for 35. We're going to sell him for like... We're Arsenal. We're going to sell him for 10. Watch. We're going to sell him for 10. Something. At this point, it's just getting the wages off. It's, it's, it's a symbolic thing. <laughs> but um, as long I'm as he's like not at the club, yeah. I agree. I'm sure in, in there, there's a good player but somewhere, but you just can't do it anymore. I, I not, can't see him yeah. in, in big matches anymore. Anfield or Stamford Bridge or Old Trafford, I I or I can't see it. Did you read what Petit said, Emmanuel Petit? I did, I did. Some people yeah. were a little upset about that. Uh, I think he's entitled to his opinion. Uh, even Ian, yeah, even Ian Wright like said something similar. He was like, I don't see how I don't get how Mustafi plays in each of these big games. I like, you have to first name on the team sheet. You have two club legends coming out like and publicly, consistently dicking on Mustafi, and ah. you still play him. It, uh, we have options at right back. Is is is, is Amen injured? Is is Maitland Niles injured still? Or I'm not sure if he's injured, I, I, but I'd rather see him at right back for sure. I'd rather see him. Right... It's it's uh it's frustrating. Um. Why not Plegwizelo, that kid? Like <laughs> anyone who's a natural right back over Mustafi. Anyone. And like it was a game game changing decision. Even though it wasn't entirely his fault. Like of course it was him who had to give away something so silly. He's kind of a poster child for our our, our, our how we beat ourselves in big matches. And even exactly. matches, and even matches against, uh, even matches against smaller sides or mid table sides. But um, while we continue on with this uh, title race discussion, we can uh, mm. kill two birds one stone and answer two of these questions. This is from at Drew Goat. Uh, Salah agenda aside, <laughs> is Liverpool winning the league or no? Or no? And from it's an interesting question. From at uh, Celester, any chance United, Arsenal, Tottenham get in the title race or too late and it's uh, Liverpool and Manchester uh, City? Um, so, First question. Um, what was it? What was the Salah agenda side as Liverpool winning the league? Correct. Uh, no. I don't, I, don't, I don't see them winning the league at this point. I think they 
they gave away too many points. I mean, they let go of a seven-point lead. Seven uh, points in December. And City has so much squad depth. They have the ability to just, like, win each of these games. Regardless, they're just going to have somebody who comes on and scores. Even today, they won by one goal. Right. And it was Mahrez. It was from a very tight angle, but it, like, it's still, like, you know, they won. And I don't see Liverpool doing that. They went to they went to Everton today, and you you see Salah finish those chances any other day of the week. You see the chemistry between that front three works so well, but today Firmino crossed into the box and Mane, I don't know, he took the head away from Salah. Surely Salah had a shout or something behind him, right? I think so. I um, think yeah, Liverpool's let let this go. I'll try to be a. I'll try to give them benefit of the doubt. Uh, I think they played Watford on Wednesday, and mm. the result was never in doubt. They beat them five zero. That was at home, very strong at Anfield, and their next match is against Burnley on Sunday. They haven't uh, lost at Anfield for thirty five games or something. Yeah, uh, Burnley lost at Crystal Palace, coming off of two back to back losses, Crystal Palace, and then uh, lost to Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at their run, they they have Burnley, they have Fulham. That should be six points. They have Tottenham at home. If you want, if you want to win the league, you have to beat Tottenham at home. They have Southampton away. They have Chelsea at, at home. So even though they have two big, big, uh, they have two top six sides, Tottenham and Chelsea, both the home matches. They also um, have Wolves at home. I don't think we should discard Wolves as a serious side. No. That's your last match. Mm-hmm. That's your last match. Wolves at home. Um, I, I think the pressure might be into them a little bit though. They the also have the added. Yeah, exactly, and they have the added pressure of the Champions League. They they have to go to um, Munich now, right. and they have to get like at least a goal. And they're gonna have to decide: is it is it worth? Uh, is it worth going on a deep run if we have no debt? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's a very tricky, tricky thing because the squad depth is so bad, especially in the, especially centrally, especially midfield, mm-hmm. or for me at least. I mean, they have Kata, but they don't even like utilize him. No. They're, I don't. I don't know. I guess they could, maybe they kind of grew it up on this first season. And also to answer the second question, do Arsenal, Spurs, and United have a chance? No. No. I'd like to see a three-team race, uh, but no, I think both sides are... Kind if it happens, I, I mean, I'm all for it, but it's very hard to see that happening. Tottenham had a chance to, to make it close. Mm-hmm. They're 10 points behind right now. So do the math. 10, uh, 13 for Manchester United, and 14 for Arsenal. Didn't they lose back-to-back games? One against Burnley, then Chelsea? Tottenham, yes. Or did they play last in between or something? I don't know. No, they lost at Burnley, lost at Chelsea. Yeah, so, I mean, that shows. And then I don't think Arsenal's in for the title race. We're behind United. We're fifth right now. United, sure, there's a lot of feel-good factor behind them. But um, I think, again, there's not enough experience in that squad to carry them through to a title race. I think we and I think we've talked about this last episode. You you were saying it, it's kind of a disappointment for Manchester United uh, because uh, they finished second last year. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Um, they could have been in the title race this year. That was kind of the expectation that right. they're going to be in the title race. They went Liverpool, and everyone was saying, "Well, Chelsea and Arsenal are going to are going to have a kind of rebuilding year." Um, but they kind of they could have been in the title race, but they wasted first months of the season, kind of going with their drama, Mourinho, and yeah, that was uh, that dragged on way too long. Trying to push Paul Pogba out of the club or find him over uh, whatever he's doing on Instagram, which he's still he's still, he's still taking shots at him. Did you see that? I did. I think I, who was he talking about? Rakitic that he has to he's improve his social market. media game. Why can't you just appreciate both players? Exactly, man. Marino's a dinosaur, but I still think he has like some like he has it in him. I think he's coming back. Yeah, I'd like to he's see He's coming maybe, back into management. Inter Milan or something like that, but... Um, the Madrid fans you, were, like, calling for Mourinho. I've apparently. seen that. They were outside the Bonabao or something. They were chanting his name. Well, they've only... They've scored, what, one goal in the last four matches against uh, Barcelona? Scolari's done. Yeah. Scolari's done. I don't think... I don't, I don't think he stays. Yeah, I, I watched... Watch both, uh, watch the match, especially especially the match on Saturday. Never looked like Real Real Madrid was going to score. Uh, and I've never and, uh, seen I've never seen a defense of Sergio Ramos look so shattered. That was that was so bad, and everything looked disjointed. Um, I was disappointed Messi didn't score. Uh-huh. I would have I would have loved that, but it was good to see. Him and Ramos get into a bit of a fight. The, the classicals have become a little like pain recently, so at least bringing back some fire. Yeah, some, something like, a little attention, some drama. Who um, didn't think Barca was going to win that? Man, I at least wanted to see a, a goal from Benzema or something. Or Vinicius. <laughs> Vinicius, yo, he played so well. Yeah, he played well. He's so fearless and like he he's ready to take a shot. I really appreciate that. They got some they got some problems there though. Mm. They got some problems. What else? What uh, what did we what else did we have to talk about? Al Clasico. Suarez Suarez scored. Rakitic scored. Um, it looked pretty. I mean, Barca looked pretty dominant for most of the game. Madrid never right. Like, Madrid never looked like they were going to make a dent in Barcelona. PK defended super well, uh, bar like one error, which was, I think, a back pass from someone else. Right. Um, and he portrait, almost played himself out of it, actually. Mm-hmm. Just again, again, like he's solid as always. Uh, again, would have liked to see Messi get a goal, but like, yeah, it was a pretty plain game. What, what about you? What do you think? If you look at some of these questions, uh... Let's see. Just had it. My bad. I lost it. A lot of scrolling here. Uh, basically, think? Spirit of it was talking about. We can get into uh, Dortmund uh, briefly. Dortmund Bayern. Uh, now they level on points. And this is a question from at Ospina Narco V3. Did Dortmund bottle the league, or everyone overestimating the problems Bayern had? Um, I think half of his questions were right. I think everyone's kind of overestimating uh, Bayern Munich. As much as they... Yeah, go ahead. I guess, I guess they're kind of overrating. Um, I mean, it's true. Rob and Ruby are aging. Mm-hmm. Uh, some some people are saying a couple players are out of form. Um, 
I mean, but when you won the league a couple of years in a row, uh, you 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 know what it takes, the rigors of a title race or whatever, or how many games you have to to get in a strong position to win the title, or even coming back uh, from uh, from behind. I'm pretty sure Dortmund at one point released over uh, at least had a seven point lead. Uh, I think I think to be fair to Dortmund, they've had a lot of problems with injuries. They've exactly, I was gonna players. ask. I was gonna ask you that because I don't I I don't watch Bundesliga much myself, but um I was gonna ask you do you think like it was more of a consequence of Dortmund getting a lot of injuries, which especially to Marco Royce who was instrumental right. in the race so far, um is that is this a consequence of that, or are or are we like or has Ryan also done super well to come back from um losing to them? I think it's a, I think it's possible to be both. I think one Bayern has, has done really, really, really well, uh, not to allow the pressure of being down seven, nine points behind. Uh, they just played their brand football, and, and now they've got a they got a a run of results. That's that's had them level on points. Uh, Dortmund just got a little unlucky. They had a lot of injuries to some key players, uh, and and we're in a crucial part of the season now. We're not where you're making a you're making your league run, and you're in the Champions League, right? So you've played your group stage matches, and now and now you're you try to progress to the quarterfinals. Uh, yeah, let whatever. me let me ask you a question. Do you think? Uh, do you think if whoever of them who are out of the two of them, if either of them makes it through, who will focus on what? Well, Dortmund hasn't won the league since 2011. Um, uh, but for me, you're always playing with fate when you do that thing where you say, okay, well, we'll just put our B team in, uh, in Champions League to focus on the league. Um, I mean, what if, you, what if you crash out of the Champions League and you don't win the league? Then yeah. what? What are we remembering the season for? And... Uh, I have to say, uh, Napoli kind of did a, a similar thing last season. Um, which, to be fair to them, though, the, the amount of points they got last year would have won the league. 92 uh, or something, right? Right. So Did they, they lose by three points? I think you got 95 or something like that. There's something like that. So, yeah. so, something ridiculous. Right? They both I mean, Huey is a team that's about to win its seventh city on a row. And to give them that competition is, I mean, kudos to what Sari did last season, especially by also like with his run in the Champions League. I, yeah, we can actually talk about that. Kepa didn't play against uh, Tottenham, Chelsea before him. Um, mm-hmm. Out of all this, mm-hmm. Chelsea been kind of quiet the, the, at least the past few days, right? Which is good for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Trippier back pass, I mean, if that, <laughs> if that doesn't sum up Tottenham, <laughs> I don't know. They yeah, shoot Tottenham, themselves in the foot. Tottenham had a chance to be in the uh, in the uh, title race, but they have, they've only got one point out of their last three matches. That's crazy. Um, we gave them their first draw too. That was their first right. draw in thirty games or something. I think twenty-seven right. games or something. Like right, that. first draw of the season. So <sighs> you really should have got all three. Um. One of these questions we keep talking Champions League for math. Ethan again. Oh, okay, go ahead. Oh yeah, we need to get to that one too from uh, Ethan though. Uh, big Shock fan, Shock 04. Uh, sad to see him go out like this. But he asked, 
do you, <laughs> do you think uh, are shot out of the Champions League? Are shot out of the Champions League. At Tedesco time. Uh, yes. Watch Shock versus uh, Manchester City. Even yeah. though they led for a time there, they didn't really look like they knew what to do with the lead. And do you uh, think? Do you think there's potential for Pep to bottle this? Nah, not against not against Schalke for. At home, I mean, they just need one goal. Schalke can take one goal and like, oh no, they need two. They need two goals. They're kind of they're kind of in a crisis right, right now. Right. Yeah, they're coming off a four nil loss. At to Dusseldorf and then a three and then a three no loss to uh Mainz. So they're they're not they're not very I, they haven't scored a goal since uh they haven't scored a goal in Bundesliga since the ninth of February against Bayern Munich. That was a three one loss. Yeah, I don't think I haven't won since Wolfsburg at home. <laughs> So, um, they're close. I mean, look at them right now. They're actually uh, they're fourteenth. If things get if things get scary for them, they they could be fighting relegation. They're only uh, only what? Well, no, not really. If my memory serves me right, I think it's what is it? Eighteen, seventeen. I think there's some playoffs here or something like that. I won't pretend to be like an expert on the formatting there, but <laughs> I have to look it up. Um, Anyways, yeah. You think uh, you think Juventus are coming back from that two-nil loss? It's gonna be tough because I don't see Atletico. I I don't think Atletico is gonna go to Turin and try for a goal. I don't think uh-huh. Atletico is that type of team. Um, if we even take the game against Arsenal last season when they came, they came to the Emirates, they got one goal. They didn't really make any attempt to get a goal in uh in Spain. It was right. it was more. Like us shooting ourselves in the foot that gave them that Diego. We battered them. Yeah, we we should have we should have won that game. But like they're so good at shutting up shop. I I I, and but but QB has Ronaldo, and he's a big game changer. I wouldn't wouldn't count them out. I I think I think this game goes two nil and then do extra time and then it's like then it all gets into mentality and really, yeah. So we know we know Juventus are gonna win Serie A again. Um, I think they lead us sixteen points. They played Napoli today. Uh, yeah, Napoli went down to uh, ten men. Two red uh, guards. Uh, yeah, right. So, I mean, they win Serie A, but they don't win Champions League. It's kind of like what's what's been accomplished here. All right, my friend. So I have a friend that um constantly watch. He he's a big Serie A fan, and. Mm-hmm. He he's telling me that like if Allegri doesn't, regardless of Syria, if Allegri doesn't win the Champions League this year, he's out. Because I, that I, is and should be their priority. Ronaldo is in his priority. last 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 years of his prime, right? Like right. it's already ending. His prime's already ending. But like right. while he's still at his physical, has this physical prowess, they should make the most of it. Right. He has very, very little to accomplish. I mean, you could say he has to win the World Cup, but he's already won Euro. Mm-hmm. Uh, he won Champions League five times. Really the, only, the only accomplishment now is, is, is literally just making his resume better, which would be winning with the Champions League with three, teams. With, three, 
three teams, and Juventus went snake bitten in Champions League, especially yeah. Champions League finals. Um, so uh, it's it's hard, but this and that's the uh, it's interesting. They, while you're telling me that, they kind of found themselves in a similar situation to PSG, huh? It's right. kind of like you, right. it's kind of like you know you're going to win the league, but <laughs> it's kind of hard to get yourself up for big matches because it's kind of like you only have like six of them. <laughs> like or, or, you know what I'm saying? You have your you have a you have a Champions League matches and then you have a, a couple big matches in the league. Speaking it's, it's, of speaking of City, uh, I I think there's been like a real resurgence over there. In terms of quality, oh yeah, Inter, quality's good. Inter Milan, um, Napoli, Juve—they all look like really good sides compared to this time last year. I mean, Inter's on a bit of a downward spiral right now, but like Milan, it's it's really good to see um old European giants like Milan come back into the limelight. Right. It's been it's been a while for AC Milan, and they kind of like in a. Uh, in a dark period, trying to figure themselves out uh, with some uh, with some interesting squads over the few years. They um, haven't been in the CL since 2013, and it feels it feels really wrong to not have AC Milan in the right. Champions League. Right, that's a historic club. Inter Milan could have been in in in, in the uh, round of 16, but they they bottled it out. They bought it. Yeah, what's bad. what's what's going on there? Like, what's the whole Cardi situation? He's not playing. He's not scoring. They think, and uh, no, I think uh, the rumors are saying that they're trying to swap with uh, Hugh Bay for Dybala. <laughs> I I I'm not too sure. I believe that. <laughs> I'm not too sure he'd want to leave. No, he's he's having a whole. Uh, Rift with the club, man. Didn't you see the whole uh, Politano thing? I have not. Oh, so yeah, it's a big thing, man. Like uh, he's not having a good time at the club. They've not been playing him. Um, it, it has to do with his wife doing a lot of stupid stuff, which he's notorious for having done. But yeah, I think it's really plausible at this point that we see um, Ekadi leave. Especially for a team like Madrid or uh, Barcelona, who both need strikers. It's what, about really what about Manchester United? If he wants his career to go downward, yeah, sure. <laughs> why Why were you United at this point? <laughs> and they have Lukaku. Man, they might, they might want to swap. Lukaku, Lukaku is not going to last in Italy, bro. <laughs> I think I think he would do really well in Italy. I think he'd do really, really well. Like tactically, I think I think he would score goals in different ways. Sometimes you can put him in a possession team where you, where you get the ball on his feet a lot, which would make him create, get some assists, or even play him on a counter. He's a very uh, versatile player. He has a lot in his locker. Yeah, he, he he's he's very, very capable. Um so let's do this. Let's wrap this up by looking at uh, briefly talking about uh, our hero Mezzo Ozo scoring, oh yeah, trade trademark bounce oh, against Bournemouth. Yes. Uh, really, really a nice match against Bournemouth. Like everyone that you wanted to score scored. Scored, yeah. Um, Lacazette, Lacazette free kick was really nice. So, uh, who who thought Lacazette would have done that? Who thought Lacazette I, had that? I, 
I didn't I didn't know he had it like that. <laughs> that was that was crazy. Um Ozil's bounce finish, gorgeous. Love you, bro. I love you. Please, please continue doing what you do. Um Oba scored, which was nice. He's after a lot of games now, he's on 16 goals. I think he's like uh, how many behind? Salah, one, two. Which behind Aguero and Salah. Um who who else scored? I mean, Katarian scored the uh, second goal. He's been playing. But you can also could easily score that. Oh, but that assist was so good. That was classic also. And you know, like for him, an assist means more than a goal. Yeah. It was. It was really. It was really great to see um, Ozil, especially back um, in the Emirates. I I I was so excited to see him wear that number ten. Yeah. It's just where he belongs. Do you think so, Emery keeps him out now? Of the squad? Uh, After yeah. that? I, I think more or less is, is what we're going to see. We're going to see also play against your smaller sides. Uh, especially at home. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just... I don't think he... I don't think Emery trusts him uh, away. Um, I, but again, we don't really have any, like, we don't have any uh, top six away matches anymore, but uh, I don't think you're gonna see him. If 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 he's if he's here next year, I think you'll kind of you'll see like a similar, uh, you'll see a, a similar trend. Like he'll play against Cardiff if Cardiff survives. Uh, he'll play against Crystal Palace, whatever. But if we're making a home trip to Manchester City, he won't start. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, I mean, he's 30. Uh, 30. Uh, no one's saying no one's saying he's irreplaceable. We're just kind of saying the uh, the method uh, Emery's going about it is still a bit questionable. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's just about that's just about it. We we have Manchester United. Um, I think the, the most important thing would be just a control possession. Uh, really, just to get you have to get the team selection right, and I and I think that means uh, I think that means Mustafi is out. Um, you have a prediction for that? Yeah. Uh, I know I said um, United would come and school us earlier, but I think, yeah, 2-1 Arsenal. 2-1 Arsenal. Yeah. I'll say 1-0 Arsenal. Yeah. Some will say, what, a clean sheet? I, I want to believe. <laughs> How many how many clean sheets do we have? Uh, none away from home. Yeah. So, Should have had one away from home. With against who is that? Against Tottenham. Yes. I believe that. Anyway, I think we can end it on that note. So, I think we can. I don't see any more uh, pertinent questions, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you, thank you guys so much for listening to the Free Ozil podcast. Uh, as always, we really do appreciate it. Uh, if you like to be a guest, uh, you know my at name, you know Vivek's at name, at base chasing at Vivek AFC. Uh, just please mention us. Um, that's that. We'd always want to answer more questions, and we always appreciate your support. Thank you, guys. All right, have a good one, guys.